0: On the Garden Show with Charlie Dobbin, exclusively on Zoomer Radio,
1: and the sous chef of the Garden on the air with the Charlie, of course. Hey, good morning, Frank. Good, good. Doing well, on? is my mic working?
2: I, well, you know what? I just turned mine up. Your mic, your mic oh. is working. Just keep okay. Crank, crank up your headphones. I think. Yeah,
1: I'm doing fine. Uh, I left home uh, about five o'clock this morning, a little after. <laughs> Because it, it was pitch well, <laughs>
2: dark. It was snowing? <laughs> uh,
1: yeah, it was likely, yeah, but it's not sticking snow. around. Not, yeah, okay. not sticking around. Had a fabulous night last night. Uh, Shirley's son, John, and uh, daughter-in-law, Jane, and her 16-year-old granddaughter, Carly, in from Vancouver for a visit. Mm-hmm. And uh, John took us all to see Bat Out of Hell last night uh, at really? uh, the Mervish the, Theater. It's a musical, oh, right? oh, yeah. oh, yeah. What a total fun evening. Oh, my <laughs> God. Uh, and so the Special effects were just amazing talent. My, I, I was blown away with the, the leads. They were, everybody actually was all terrific. Really? But, yeah. uh, and, you know, there's some little dicey uh, <laughs> dialogue oh, really? that, that if you're a little shy of, uh, you know, Four-letter some of the words. big words, I yeah. yeah. uh, just, <laughs> uh, just kind of keep that in mind, okay, as I recommend it. But it's on, I think, only until the 7th or something like that. So oh, you better, no, over uh, the holidays. yeah, yeah. So yeah.
2: somebody must be a big fan. Who? What is that? Uh, meatloaf. Oh, yeah.
1: Son John son is man. a big Meatloaf fan. Right. You know? right. I must have been, only knew a couple of the songs, but boy, the crowd was into it. Just, uh, just and that theater is so beautiful. Yeah. Anyway, yeah. wonderful night. Good. But then we all headed home, and uh, by the for time an hour we, we sleep. To, yeah, yeah. Uh, and I woke up at five o'clock. That okay? Up, get up now, quick. Yeah. And uh, in the meantime, today. Uh, Shirley is having, I don't know how many gals for exercise class yeah, or that 12, Shirley. 14, whatever. They'll be coming over in about no, less than an hour. I think at 10 o'clock it gets underway. And uh, she wants to show off her tree. That's the main deal. Well,
2: let's talk about her tree in a minute. Let's tell people in case they'd like to phone us what numbers you know, they could call. You're absolutely right. And, I forgot my job. I yeah. know. And then uh, it's okay. <laughs> I'll be producer today.
1: Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So,
2: and then yeah, but I do want to talk about Shirley's yeah. tree because you've shown me pictures and it is very special.
1: Absolutely. Okay. I uh, want to get in touch with Charlie. Even say hey, Merry Christmas by all means. to Happy Hanukkah. Four one six. Or Christmas. Mm, uh, That's, That's right. Christmas. Four 416- one six three six zero zero seven forty in the Toronto area, and then anywhere in the province, it's toll-free, one
2: It is Hanukkah right now, actually. I'm yes. off to a Hanukkah brunch. Are you? Uh, tomorrow. Okie dokie. So, yes, indeed. Yeah, There's the, it's Lutka time, right?
1: Yeah. Oh, I, I might mention I, my little job wasn't right. quite complete that's there. That's correct. If you're a first-time caller, let Sebastian, our operator, know, and uh, that's what you're going to hear when you get to the airwaves. And a little note to... Uh, just make it one call per person. Uh, one question. Yeah, one, no, one question.
2: Lots. You can make 50 calls. Yeah, exactly. But only one
1: question per one call. One question per call. That's it. Jeez, thanks for doing my job there, chum. We've only been doing this for 10 years. you think I'd have it down by now, wouldn't
2: you? No, you're still thinking about meatloaf. Well, I, yeah. <laughs> you're going start it dancing and singing any
1: minute, I think. <laughs> so... Uh, Go for a little break. Yeah, Yeah. and
2: I have a few just updates what's going on uh, in the city this weekend because obviously, you know, it's
1: beautiful, nice to be outside. Things are quiet. Catch
2: the snow while we have it. I'm afraid it might melt.
1: Excellent. Okay. Okay. (laughs) Moments from now, Charlie returns to the airwaves here (laughs) as we uh,
0: broadcast live and direct from the Zoomerplex in Liberty Village. Fur and feathers and bugs of all size. There's more going on in the garden than you realize. Should small creatures become a big problem, then you've got the garden. Garden Show with Charlie Dobbin, exclusively on Zoomer Radio. And here we
1: are once again uh, in the broadcast studios of Zoomer Radio.
0: You know what? I'm
2: just looking up. Before. What do you look? I, I know you were going to go somewhere, but I'm going to yeah, yeah. interject. something. Okay, yeah. Are we going to have a white Christmas?
1: Good question.
2: I don't know because I'm just looking it up here. They got all these maps, and they're talking about the west and the east and the current patterns and all this other stuff. So I, I don't have the answer to that question because there's and, too and much. To, to the north,
1: to the north. Uh, right now, it's, yeah, snowing yeah. like crazy here in just Nigeria. a little bit south of Barry, but uh, north of say, Newmarket yeah, area. Yeah,
2: yeah. there's a whole band of snow. A friend of mine lives out in Campbell Ford, uh-huh. and uh, she's on her way into town. And she did uh, send me a quick uh, note this morning that they got a dump of snow and they're out plowing before they can get out the driveway. But, uh-huh. So, uh, yeah, heading into the city this morning. So, yeah, there is snow for sure. They're going to snow. But I just wonder if we're going to have. It's not much here now. No
1: couple of centimeters of that, really. I'm
2: a pretty big fan. Well, it's just like icy, yeah. dirty stuff out there now.
1: Yeah. Here, yeah.
2: anyway, in the city. <laughs> what a fresh,
1: fresh new blanket of exactly. snow. Exactly. Mother Nature, exactly. you're listening in. Huh? Uh, get okay. on it. And, and a good idea to just a uh, uh, little pre-warning, uh, don't get in the car until you check whether you have that washer fluid. Oh, yeah. Because nothing worse than, say, coming down a 404. And, and running no, out. Yeah. And, oh, man. Well, yeah. don't get in the car awful. until
2: you've cleaned it off. That's one of my <laughs> yeah. things. Yeah. I see people driving. They've made like, a little tiny, you know, spot in the wind, windshield, yeah, yeah. and there's, you know, a foot of snow everywhere else on the car, and it's like, oh my god, clean your car. <laughs>
1: <laughs> or she gets nasty. Now, yes. when I was mentioning Shirley's Christmas tree, mm-hmm. uh, you said, oh, I want to mention something. You've discovered something. a neat little tip.
2: Well, you showed me some pictures, and yeah. of course, Shirley's tree is as just like Shirley, yeah. a little over the top. <laughs> <laughs> she's very much of a fan of Christmas. And I know she starts decorating, I think oh, in September. Lord, yeah. So she does a lot of beautiful decor and the tree looks amazing. I think you mentioned it's got close to 2000 lights yeah. on it. and <laughs> yeah. It's only like a seven or eight foot tree. So she's got a lot going on in that tree. But I did hear an interesting tip for people that have artificial trees, mm-hmm. which many people do. And, and like you mentioned, um, Shirley's is artificial. Um, A way to kind of boost the look.
1: Or enhance it, maybe.
2: Exactly. Enhance Mm -hmm. the look of the tree and bring in that wonderful aroma of natural evergreens or green in general is go out into the woods or or in your case, you can go out into the woods. Some of us would go and buy some boughs and just get some little evergreen um, pieces and and stick them in around your artificial fronds of your tree. Hey, that's cool. So you end up with a faux tree with real uh, additions to it, like real natural. Natural, so mm-hmm. you get the nice, the nice um, fragrance, and it also softens the tree. That plastic tree look,
1: exactement. Yeah, I just thought that was kind of cool. Mm. Just glancing at our lines, <clears throat> pardon me, which are completely open mm. right now.
2: Everybody's shopping, yeah, or they're so, not thinking about gardening anyway. Well, that's yeah,
3: true.
1: <laughs> uh, a little uh, suggestion for the phone numbers uh, once again here in Toronto: four one six three six zero zero seven forty, or one eight six six seven forty four seven forty, and that is toll-free. And maybe, you know, some folks have other tips that they'd like to pass along, sure. as you've done with that little note about, you know, inserting some live yeah. uh, boughs from... Well, I do tree a live order.
2: tree myself, which I did. Yeah. Happy to see. I yeah. did decorate. Oh, I didn't show you a picture of my tree. I'll show you a picture of Oh, afterwards. okay. Uh, right. I can't say that there's thousands of lights on it, but, you know, there's hundreds right. for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, and um, But a couple of things just to, to note for people that would like to get outside, which is a very good idea. Getting outside, getting some fresh air, little vitamin D this weekend at the Royal Botanical Gardens you can get out to see winter lights at the rock there's train displays puppet shows walks and hikes into nature all kinds of things going on for Mm -hmm. you know people to get out and enjoy the outdoors and obviously the the gardens and see them in the winter which is always quite beautiful you know gardens can be absolutely stunning in the winter remember RBG is at 680 Plains Road West in Burlington and of course the Toronto Botanical Botanical Gardens also has things going on today and tomorrow. The third annual foodie holiday market. It's in full swing. So it's artisanal food makers, sumptuous treats, and lots of delicious stocking stuffers uh, or treats for your holiday party. So things you can take home, things you can eat on site. Mm-hmm. It is a $10 in advance or $15 at the door to go t- into the annual foodie holiday market at the Toronto Botanical Gardens, 777 Lawrence Avenue East at Leslie.
3: Hey,
1: great. Okay. Now, you've got a couple of emails there we could maybe deal well, with. Well, before I, I get to email,
2: I wanted to just uh, oh, yeah. send a thank you and a shout out to Betty Haylock. Remember last week? Yes. I, I forgot to mention this last week, but thank you, Betty. She sent a Christmas card and some too. photographs yeah. of us, you and us, you, me, and Betty. Uh, she was here at Open Doors. Uh, so Open Doors, that everything was open. People were coming <laughs> And through, yeah. Well, I know it's like we were in a fishbowl, like we were, like <laughs> you know, zoo pieces or something. Uh, uh, but I think also the um, the TV museum was probably open as part of open doors, and that's a really cool thing. Moses has amazing um, TV th- uh, museum, so I I think that uh, that was fun too. So she might have been here seeing that. But thanks for the card, Appreciate okay? It.
1: Super. Uh, we're going to be coming back in just a moment to have a word with Nancy, first time caller here to the nice. show, and you get ready, uh, Nancy, for that ringing of the bell. I've got it all set to go here on The Garden Show from Zuma Radio.
3: Daffodils and daisies, bluebells and begonias, Scythia and foxgloves, marigolds, magnolia, lavender and lupins, dahlias, delphiniums, stalks, fox, hollyhocks, tulips and sweet williams.
0: You've picked the right place for everything floral. This is The Garden Show with Charlie Dobbin, exclusively on Zuma Radio. Well, Nancy in Etobicoke, first-time
1: caller, get set to wear your oh. garden wings... There you go. Welcome to the show, Nancy. Good morning. Hello.
4: Yes, hi. Thanks for calling. Hello. Yeah, hi. What's going on at your place, Nancy? Yeah, I don't know. My phone's... Yeah. Oh. Hello. Hello. Can you not hear us? Yeah, I can hear you.
2: Excellent. Go ahead. We can hear you.
4: Um, I can pretty well grow anything, but... Why are the poinsettias these days so difficult um with keeping their leaves on? I've done a lot of reading on them and by the time Christmas comes I throw mine out because all the leaves have fallen off it. Really? The green leaves at the bottom or the, the green co- leaves and then it goes up to um the the red, you know, the red leaves. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And every year it happens oh. and I get them from a reputable um uh garden shop. Yep. Um, and I've done, I mean, there's there's seven, eight things on the internet about, hmm. um, you know, Why? keeping their leaves, and I've done it all, and they still fall. Hmm.
2: Uh, okay, so I can tell you some of the reasons that the leaves might drop. One is, if that poinsettia has been exposed to cool temperatures or cold temperatures, particularly mm-hmm. in, trans, in transit, mm-hmm. they, they do not like that, and they will drop leaves. That's right. one reason. Another reason is... If they have too much water and they're just sort of always damp, uh, the the lower leaves will tend to drop. And then if those leaves sit on the surface of the soil, we get some fungal uh, disease happening and more leaves will drop. So be careful that you're not watering too often. Only wait until the surface of the soil feels dry to the touch before you water. Um, Also, poinsettias can be wrapped in decorative sort of plastic packaging. Mm -hmm. And that can contribute, excuse me, to to that sort of too much moisture.
1: Humidity almost?
2: <clears throat> well, yeah, I mean, yeah. It, it does... It, the humidity's not a bad thing, but it, it's the humidity down at the bottom of the the pot there at soil level. Mm-hmm. If there's too much watering going on, and it's all this trapping of all that moisture with all this plastic wrapping, that can also be, be a bit of a problem. So, take it out of the plastic wrap if it's got that on, and get some air circulation going around the plant in an effort to hold those leaves, which is not to say don't water, but, you know, feed Feel the soil before you water, and avoid drafts. Make sure it gets a bit of light. You know, nice, nice to get some some light on it as well. Mm-hmm. I've done all of the above, so yeah. we'll we'll see
4: with this one what hmm. happens. It's still dropping its leaves. Yeah, really. And yeah. I bought it back in November in huh.
1: the
2: warm weather, so right. Really.
1: Yeah. Well, give us a call next week and let us know if the things have improved <laughs> any at all. But it's interesting, Nancy,
2: because um, I one of my students. I'm teaching at Durham College right now. And one oh, of my nice. students said to me this this past week. He said. How come my, my poinsettia is dropping its leaves? And I went through this whole thing and goes. We bought this poinsettia at a different place. Always in the past, we bought at one location. Poinsettias mm-hmm. were great. This mm-hmm. year, we bought a different place, and the leaves just keep dropping off. So, I, so you were saying, you know, reputable, and, and for sure, there are some growers who are better than others at uh-huh. you know growing varieties that hold their leaves because uh-huh. there are different varieties that are grown. Uh huh. So oh, yeah.
4: Okay. Well, oh, I'm nursing this one yeah. and I put it close to a, a west wind window, yeah. but you have to be yeah. careful with the draft That's right. too. Yeah. So yeah, no hot. Anyway. No cold. We'll we'll uh, struggle on and, and baby right. it. But right. I, I just wondered greatness. because years ago my mother would have a point set of for, for months yeah. into yeah. March, April, and yeah. then we you know we're not putting it in the dark room for no, however you it do it buy a new one. But anyway, yeah. okay, thanks very much for your information and you two have a good day. Oh, thank, thank you I to you all the time. Well, Great. Pleasure.
1: Well, thanks for calling. Merry Christmas Don't be to you. A stranger. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Uh, judicious watering, I guess is what That's we get. That's a very of, good huh? term. Oh, I'm going to write that, that down. It. All right, all right. Judicious watering. Wow. <laughs> Ooh, Look at me, Mr. Gardner. <laughs> I was going to say, you can
2: answer that. All yeah, those, oh, you know, all right. You're the nematode guy and the judicious watering guy.
1: I want to give out <laughs> the phone number's here. Uh, Toronto. All righty. Give a call to 416 Then anywhere in the province toll-free, 866 740 And wouldn't you know it, we've got another first-time oh, caller nice. online. Just a minute. Hey, Donna in Hamilton. Welcome to the show. Oh,
3: thank you. Um, I enjoy your show immensely. Thank um, you. I have a problem with... Um, an orchid. Uh Um, I've had it for three years. Um, Two of the stalks have now turned brown, and one is still green with two flowers that are just finishing. Uh It's been flowering for three years. Great. Hmm.
2: So it does – many plants, most plants do need a break on occasion, so they will take a period where they're not flowering. Um, When the flower stalk is brown all the way down to the leaves, right to the bottom, get out your little scissors and remove it. Cut that right out. If the flower stalk is still green, leave the green. You can always trim off the brown uh, and let it just go through this little process. Orchids love fertilizer. So what I would do is just do your regular watering. You've been doing fine, obviously, for three years. It's doing well. Get, let's get through this sort of Christmas, the dark days, you know, the shortest day of the year is coming, and let's get into longer days. So, you know, say four or five weeks from now, consider fertilizing with an orchid fertilizer as per the instructions on the, the, the container that you choose to buy and, uh, and start regular water. When you water... Consider fertilizing like every sort of three four weeks, and you'll find it'll be back in flower pretty quick.
3: Okay, so you um, you would stop. You wouldn't fertilize all the time. Then, like like my husband puts a little bit in uh, every watering.
2: Um. Yeah. So that is that is an an idea. That's a concept. Uh, many of the growers do that, actually. Every time they water, there's fertilizer in there. But it's a very, very low dose of fertilizer. And unless you're really being careful and doing a certain amount of chemistry along the way, you, there is a p- possibility of over-fertilizing. Yeah, Killing with kindness. Yeah, for too much. Because yeah. remember, fertilizer is a, is a salt. And you can get salt buildup around the roots and then the roots uh, start to suffer and then, of course, there's no absorption of moisture whatsoever if the roots get all short driveled up due to salt toxicity, so that's why I'm a little hesitant to re- recommend all the time fertilizing. But uh, but certainly, you know, follow, I, I'm a big fan of following the instructions on whatever it says on, on the package. And I, I fertilize my orchids eh, once every sort of three or four months, and they're typically always in flower doing it that way. So you know, it's it's one of those you know one of those things. But fertilizer is important to really mean to get the flowers going.
3: All right, so uh, I'll stop and, and, and wait for about at least five weeks.
2: Yeah, wait till the end of January before you do any fertilizing, but water, obviously, in the meantime, as, as you need to. Okay. Okay. Thank you very much, and Merry Christmas and th- to both of you. Thank well, thank you, you, you so very much,
1: much Donna. Take care of things in Hamilton for us. We'll yeah. okay? try. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Thank you so very much. You are listening to The Garden Show here from Zoomer Radio. And uh, that, of course, is AM 740 and 96.7 FM in downtown Toronto. Maybe just before we take another call, you want to deal with a uh, an email there hot in hand.
2: Um, sure. Mm-hmm. Okay, this is a good one. Uh. Hold on. I've got a couple here, but well, this is it. Oh my, but how, how did I do this? How did I do this? <laughs> well, I guess I just We're the order, our way through the it. order in which, Okay, so this is from Sheila Mitchell. All right, <laughs> I love this. So, hi, Charlie. When dealing with insects on a plant, this is a tip. Okay, when dealing with insects on a plant, I use the vacuum first to try to take away most of the flying insects. Oh. Turn it off and let them settle again. Knock the pot with the spout of the vacuum and suck them up again. <laughs> oh. It does help to get rid of most of the active insects. Then you can wash the plant and carry on with whatever yeah. you were going to do. And then she says, yours in gardening, Sheila. So I thought that was great. Good hey, tip. Hey, that,
1: that's a dandy tip. Because we yeah. certainly had people The white call, flies exactly. and stuff like that. Yeah. yeah.
2: yeah. Get that vacuum ready. <laughs> <laughs> the vacuum is your friend Excellent. when you're on pest control.
1: <laughs> All righty. Uh, we're going out to Scarborough, Charlie, and say uh, hi to Wanda. Good morning, Wanda. Welcome to the show.
5: Good morning, Charlie and Frank. Good morning. Thank you for all your good tips. Oh, uh, it's interesting. Uh, the lady was talking about the uh, poinsettias, uh-huh. and I have one that's still from last year.
2: Oh yeah, I know. and it
5: has two red um, leaves on it. Uh-huh. And what I was told to do by a lady that works in a florist, she dunks it, the whole plant, in water over the top. And then she drains it and doesn't do it again for another week. Mm. And I, uh, my call today is regarding the uh, Christmas cacti. Mm. I have two pots. One of them only has two blooms coming, and the other has nothing.
2: Mm.
5: And they're in a north window, north yeah. bay window. Yeah.
2: That's why. So, Christmas cactus, uh, two things. They respond to obviously as much light as you can give them. Now, if, mm-hmm. if a northern bay window is your brightest light, then that's fine. Are there yeah. shears on that, or any covering on the, that window?
5: Uh, well, at night, I just draw the drapes a little oh, bit.
2: Okay, all right. So, but during the day, it's open to the to the sunshine. So that's right. That's good. Uh, and the other thing that limits Christmas cactus is temperature. So that that's why I'm such a big fan of putting them outside in the summer and then leaving them outside in the fall right up until, you know, middle or end of October. And when you bring them in at that point, they will have responded to the shorter days and the cooler temperatures, and they're covered in buds and ready, uh, ready to flower. Now, of course, they'll often flower before Christmas because when we bring them in, they'll just start, you know, um, you know, go, the buds will start to grow. And before you know it, you're in full flower, and it's still early December. But um, uh,
5: I was going to mention I don't put them out I oh, yeah.
2: just leave them well and you see your ho- your home is warm obviously it's your furnace is on and that's probably what's going on to some extent so it's light and temperature are the two things and I guess the third thing is uh, be careful with your watering let it dry right out between waterings the Christmas cactus like it's got to be more than just dry on the surface it's got to be dry below the surface of the soil too uh,
5: somebody told me that if you pinch the the leaves on the ends of them, that that'll help them to uh, form flowers?
2: Um, That I'm not so sure of. We do sometimes uh, use sort of a pinching to... um prune the plant to shape the plant to remove some of those extra little segments because there is a tendency for christmas cactus to get one-sided if we're not constantly turning the plant they Mm -hmm. get a little lopsided so it can be a quite a good um way to remove some of those leaves is literally by just breaking off those little segments um will that promote flowering not that I know of, but some plants do respond to stress. So uh, it's interesting how, you know, stressing a plant will often, suddenly it'll start flowering if it f- if it's feels mm-hmm. like it's under undue stress. We say that it's worried it might die. It's an anthropomorphic idea that the poor plant thinks it's going to die so quickly it has to flower. So, um, uh, But, you know, is that really the case? I'm not sure. But certainly many plants, like I say, do flower more quickly and more, you know, effectively when they're stressed to do so.
5: I think so, I may be over watering because yeah, I give it you. a little drink every few days.
2: Yeah, don't do that. Give it a give it a, a very very thorough drink, however water that might be, but only do that about every two weeks. Ah, so real good. Only saturation. Too much water. Yeah, I, a lot of times people do that. They, little tiny dribble, because they're worried they, they don't want to overwater, but a little tiny right. dribble, like, all the time. Yeah, so that's what that's I do. So too frequent. So lower the frequency, increase the volume when it comes to water, okay?
5: Okay, I will try that. Excellent. Thank Thanks. you very much. I enjoy your program. Thanks, Wanda. Thank you, Wanda. Merry Christmas. And, and you the same too. to you and yours. Thank nice, you. Nice Bye-bye. to have
1: you uh, with us here on a Saturday morning. Uh-huh. It's a little cloudy out there. And, oh, just noticed... Um, Our operator, Sebastian, has just put up a little note, uh, which I really appreciate. Uh, It says, uh, Rick... From White River called and just wanted to say Happy Holidays. I'd love to have you call in, Rick. Well, we Rick, want to find out what's going on up there in White in River. In White
2: River, where it is thirty degrees below zero.
1: Yeah, and you also you keep well, I copious keep, notes. I
2: do. Well, yeah. I, and I just I was looking back and I said, you know, Rick called in this day last year. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and he also called in on Christmas Eve. Just to, he was asking about orchids and pansies and various other things uh, last December. And then we haven't heard from him in months. So it was like, so, good to know he's he's still gardening and he's still holding up in the in that 30 degree yeah okay low, Rick, get on the weather.
1: blower we want to talk to you well
2: yeah i mean we're just a bit lonely because we're not getting a lot of calls today but you know i do have well, email
1: if i have yeah, to and, and there you is, and i can
2: always entertain each there is each other. always
1: Gord in niagara falls True. We can turn to <laughs> <True>. <laughs> which we're going to do right now <laughs> hey Gord welcome to the show good morning
2: morning welcome to the show
6: i have a question about a rose sharon bush uh-huh uh, one part of the bush was the, pur- uh, the beautiful purple,
2: uh-huh.
6: and part of it was a pure white one.
2: I had a feeling you were going to say that.
6: And so two years ago, I dug up part of the white one, and it was growing separately from uh, the purple one. Yes. So I transplanted it to pretty good soil, and the white one's not doing so well. That's uh-huh. two years ago.
2: Oh, it misses the purple one. It liked being with its buddy, obviously. Uh, so me? Is it, it liked being with its buddy, the purple one. <laughs> <laughs> they were like Siamese twins it, or something, yeah, almost. Yeah, bud's out, but it's not growing. Uh, okay, so is it in the lo- same kind of sunshine that it was in when it was near the purple one?
6: Yeah. Yeah.
2: Okay, but remember when you dug it out, you would have done some damage to the roots. That happens, right? It was. The, I'm sure the roots were somewhat entangled with the purple one anyway, so there okay. would have been some some damage done. And so, it, two years isn't that long to say to yourself, you know, this isn't doing well. It, when a plant isn't doing amazing above ground, and we've just transplanted it, keep in mind that the energy is going below ground, and that's where it should okay. be, right? We do want a good, vigorous, healthy root system in order to have the same. Th- <clears throat> excuse me, the same thing above. <clears throat>
6: yeah, when I dug it up, uh, the root system looked, looked very good.
2: Yeah, good.
6: Well, and I transplanted into an old um, uh, rose Sharon bush that died off. Oh yeah, uh, from the severe winter. That I think we had 6 7 years ago. Mm-hmm. And it that that part of it uh didn't want to grow at all, so I dug it up in early spring and and transplanted this one.
2: Right. Thinking you would f- and fill It's that not spot. doing so well. Huh. Uh and like you said, it was, you did you amended the soil before you uh from where the old one had been and come out, you amended the soil before yes, you put the I new did, one in. Yes. Uh,
6: part of that too. Okay. And of yeah, course, it's not doing so well. Two summers Is there ago, any kind of uh um uh, fertilizer that I can put on just to get it started in early springtime?
2: Sure. I mean, you. Can, good time to fertilize all our garden plants is in the spring. Now, that's a flowering plant, so I would be fertilizing with a flowering plant fertilizer, something like a fifteen thirty fifteen. 15 Same thing you would use on your hanging baskets and, you know, your flowers that you have in the garden. Um, yeah. And again, as per directions, also consider doing some pruning for shape. Look for the, you know, any removing any deadwood, in the spring, on the Rose of Sharon, any branches that rub together, you know, just give it a little bit of a, a perkiness. Even just cutting it back, little tip cut back, will also force out fresh growth. Mm-hmm. Um, so consider that as well when you're doing that fertilizing in the early spring. They are so late to, to bud out and to leaf out that you can do your, your uh, pruning very easily. After everything else is flowering, the Rose of Sharon is still asleep. So it gives you a good chance to prune, fertilize as it's waking up.
1: Okay, I will right. do that. All right, Gord, thank you. Thanks for coming. Okay, calling. thanks.
6: I listened to your program during the week, too. Well, oh, that's uh, cool. The radio station? Yeah, yeah.
1: Awesome. That's great. Hey, that's nice. Great music, man. I, I'll pass that along to Neil Headley, yeah. our head on show here. <laughs> thank you so much.
2: Thanks, Gord. Yeah,
1: and we have to take a little bit of a break mm. here. I'm anxious to come back and say hi to Gloria, just maybe just around the corner here in Toronto. Oh, yeah. Uh, heaven's only knows. And let me just quickly repeat the phone numbers for those of you who might be tuning in for the first time. You're listening to The Garden Show here on Zoomer Radio, and your host is Charlie Dobbin, Master Gardener. To reach her in Toronto, call 416-360-0740, uh, and toll-free, of course, anywhere in the province, 1-866-740-4740. And since we've been dealing with an uh, email or two, uh, her email address is very simple, dobbin. that's D-O-B-B-I-N, at mzmedia.com. Back to say hi to Gloria in just a couple of moments here on Zuma Radio
0: change stations just because the weather changes garden tips and advice all year round this is the garden show with charlie dobbin exclusively on zoomer radio
1: and the sous chef of the garden uh frankie proctor saying good morning and welcome to the show gloria hello uh, frank hello.
7: Yeah. And, Char- and charlie yes good morning uh, yes i was the first caller the last time i called you <laughs> but i didn't mention it so uh, uh, you Oh, you need your bell yeah and just a minute just There you go.
1: I get fired if I don't do that properly. Uh, Well,
2: but that's important. You need those (laughs) garden wings.
7: (laughs) Anyhow, I have a question uh, about a Christmas cactus. Mine has flowered too early. Mm -hmm. It came out about two weeks ago, and now the flowers are starting to uh,
2: shrivel up.
7: Shrivel up a little bit, yeah. You know
2: what? It it may flower some more. Once it starts to set buds, quite often the Christmas cactus will set more. You could, if you wish, uh, fertilize it. Fertilizer,
7: yep. okay. Which,
2: you know, follow the instructions on the, the fertilizer package. Again, it's a flowering plant fertilizer, but do not do any fertilizing if it's, you know, wait till that soil dries right down before you do any water with fertilizer.
7: Because uh, I water my um, cactus about every second week.
2: Right. So when you're due to do that next watering, you might want to incorporate some fertilizer into the water. Mm-hmm. Um, Because the way it works is that if a plant is actively growing, and in the case of the Christmas cactus, they are actively growing, they're actively flowering, Mm -hmm. a lot of energy goes into the creation of those flowers. So fertilizing now supports that flowering process and potentially the growth of more flowers, Mm -hmm. right? So, but it's when plants are slowing down and not growing a lot that we don't fertilize them. We don't try and force them into growth, but clearly the Christmas cactus are actively growing at this time of year.
7: So, I shouldn't fertilize, um, let's say Christmas is the 25th, so I should start fertilizing maybe two weeks before Christmas?
2: Well, um, so to today, get the flowers to come out. Well, oh, I see what you mean. Well, the flowers came out probably because of shorter days. Mm-hmm. Uh, and if you had, did you have the plant outside in the summer? <sighs>
7: Uh, no, I, I never put it outside. Okay,
2: so I mean, the the Christmas cactus responds to two things: shorter days and cooler temperatures. Mm-hmm. So I mean, even when we didn't put our plants outside, most of us have our furnaces. Um, cool off at night so that mm-hmm. the temperature drops inside our homes yes, a it does. at night compared to the day when we have the higher temperatures. Mm-hmm. So it's probably the plant is responding to those temperature differences oh. in your home yeah. and the shorter days and it you know provided all those flowers a little bit early. The only way if you really want your Christmas cactus to flower for Christmas is wait until you see those buds starting to form and then assuming you can do this Put it in a cool spot. Slow down the flower um, uh, maturity of the flowers by cooling and keeping the, the plant cool. So you know.
1: Does it have to be in a dark room? No, uh, no, well? bright no. is better. You oh, want right. to keep. You okay. want it to be
2: still growing mm-hmm. and, and photosynthesizing, but you want to slow down that flowering process. Mm-hmm. And uh, only time My
7: window, where it that. is, is an uh, east exposure, mm-hmm. and of course it's east north. Right. Yeah, and right in the
2: window is nice because that's cooler again.
7: It is cool, but. Uh, And it doesn't get very much light. I have a huge tree on my front lawn.
2: Well, Uh it sounds like it's doing all right, and partially because you're probably not overwatering it. No. But, yeah, no, in a perfect world, all of us would have, like, a bedroom that we don't use, Mm -hmm. and we could just keep it, you know, Mm -hmm. 50, 55 degrees even, you know, Mm -hmm. 60, and we could keep plants in there... And hold them, like hold in stasis, if you will, and then keep it there until like three days before Christmas, bring out the Christmas cactus, and there it is in full bloom for Christmas. Uh. So, but, you know, not all of us have that perfect no, little no. room to put things in like, like that. But that's what you would do for flowers for Christmas Day.
7: Okay, okay. I, I'll try next year. Will this flower again? It's it's just yep. dying off now.
2: Yep. It well, it's likely to. They often do. Uh-huh. Yep, just carry on with what you're doing, but just crank a little fertilizer next time you water. Okay. Okay.
7: Thank you so much, Charlie, and wishing you both a Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year.
1: Thank you, Gloria. We and appreciate that.
2: Thank you, and to you as well. Thank you. Bye-bye.
1: Bye-bye now. Oh, bye bye. Bye bye now. Bye-bye. Hey, great Saturday morning. A lot of uh, very friendly folks calling in. Well it's just happy time of year, is it not?
2: I guess, yeah. Well, well unless you're writing me. exams like my kids. Oh, <laughs> They're brother, not so yeah. happy. And you've
1: got to mark them <laughs> No,
2: I've had my children have writing exams. Oh. But then there's your not to mention then there's yeah. my students. Yes, yeah, yeah. I know <laughs> you're hey, telling me.
1: Jose in Toronto. Uh welcome to the show and you are a first time caller wow, I yes indeed <laughs>
3: good morning good morning
1: yeah nice to have you with us
3: yeah um i have a question for charlie um i inherited a uh, japanese quince yes um we just moved in last year um and i i haven't touched it uh i haven't done anything to it i just don't know how to approach it what oh. to what to do with it. It's it's quite big. It's actually about eight foot tall. Yeah, and um, eight feet wide. And I, and I, <laughs> it's beautiful. Um, I don't want to cut it or, or anything. I, I want to look more for a shape to it. Mm-hmm. I want to sort of keep it uh, a nice shape uh, in the garden. And I also want to know, how do I make it produce any fruit? I love the look of the fruit on the tree. Okay. Um, and, and sort of any tips and, and how to prune it, when to prune it. Sure. So when is it a?
2: I imagine it's a shrub. It's multi stems from the base, right? It's not a single stem like a tree, is it?
3: Yes, it's it's more of a shrub. Yeah. Um, there are, uh, a lot of mature branches on it. Mm. Um, yeah, but, uh, it's fairly
2: old at that size. It's a good 25, 30 years old, probably. Yeah.
3: Yeah. It's, it's, it's beautiful. And it, it just keeps producing all these suckers on the bottom. Right. And it keeps spreading out and right. spreading out. And I want to keep it sort of nice and tidy. Yeah.
2: Okay, so this is a good question. A Japanese quince, for people that aren't familiar with the plant, is a a very early spring blooming plant. Uh, Some are red flowers, and some are more of almost a peachy salmon color. But either way, they're very, very beautiful in the spring. And the the flowers are formed, excuse me, typically on the new wood. So the flowers will grow on last year's growth. So... And, and then also it kind of depends on the weather and how cold it is because the flower buds are formed like they're there now they're formed in the fall um, they will open in the spring at the same time the leaves will be coming out and the leaves are shiny green oval leaves very nice uh, good looking leaves then we often will get a bit of fall color on those leaves we'll get a bit of a, a burgundy meanwhile where the flowers were if Pollination took place. Quince will grow. Quince fruit. And, of course, you can make quince jams and quince jellies and that sort of thing. Um, So... To, w- th- you mentioned suckering. If you know and you see suckers coming from below ground, near the plant or a foot away from the plant, wherever it is, f- certainly dig those up um, and and remove them or give them to a friend. When you dig up, th- there's root attached, but you want to get those out of there. You don't want to allow this one single plant to turn into a massive hedge or whatever it wants to turn into. Trimming takes place right after the flowering. So the trimming would be likely late May may, depending on when the flowering is finished, Uh, properly we trim by removing the oldest growth from the bottom, but if it's that old of a plant, likely what you're going to want to do is just trim for shape. You're going to look for uh, any branches that are dead, any diseased branches, and any rubbing together, damaged, dead uh, material. So you'll go look very closely in the spring, remove all that, and you can even do that before the leaves come out, because you can see at that point uh, the difference between dead wood and live wood, and damaged wood. So that's cleanly removed, and then, like I say, it's more of a, a pruning for shape and it's probably providing a lovely screen in your garden of perhaps the neighbors or something so you like that size maintain it uh, but just do some tidying up along the way
3: all righty all right. Thank you so much. Thanks, Thank
1: you, Jose. Jose. Nice of you to join us here on a Saturday morning. Um, we're going to have to take a little break here, but I'm really anxious to come back and talk to have you talk to uh, Chris in Dunville, who has a wild—well, uh, I'll let him explain what he's going to uh, suggest to you. Uh, and that follows these words on Zoomer Radio.
0: Fur and feathers and bugs of all size. There's more going on in the garden than you realize. Should small creatures become a big problem, then you've got the Garden Show with Charlie Dobbin. Exclusively on Zoomer Radio, and there's our
1: resident poet, of course, Paul Stringer. Just a great guy. Yeah. Okay, uh, Chris in Dunville, tell Charlie what you—the reason that I'm—I'm kind of giggling here. Good morning, Chris. Here. Good morning.
8: How are we doing today?
2: Excellent. Good. Frank's getting a real giggle uh, based on what we know here. So go ahead. Yeah. Well, uh, no, this was
8: a tree grower that mm. sells Christmas trees. Yep. And he recommended you use ginger ale. Mm-hmm. And I'd like to know what the compound is. Actually, i seen him on TV, and he was talking about different things. And uh, uh, he said, put ginger ale in. He said, cut the butt. Yes. Yep. He said, cut the butt off yep. uh, half an hour before you're going to put it in the stand, because it'll callus over. Okay. Right, and then he turned around and said, "Drill holes in it." I've done that for years. Okay. And but he said to use ginger <laughs> ale. Yes. Yeah, so- now. Can you tell me why that would keep <laughs> Sh- it longer?
2: It's the sugar. It's the carbohydrate, which is the sugar. So uh, what that is, is it's... See, we
8: used to use sugar and water.
2: Right. So um, yeah, Same difference. It's, so it's just, exactly. so, But not straight ginger ale. So it's just ginger ale with your water, uh, in with the, the tree, should prolong its, number one, holding its needles, and also its color. Because it, it's just, you're going to be truly feeding the plant off of what would have come from the root, basically, is that Sugar, because that's what that's what photosynthesis produces is carbohydrates. Yeah, and, so basically, sugar and water—what yeah, we've been using yeah, for years—is exactly. the same. Yeah, yeah, and it's often with cut flowers. Same thing, you know. You put that little preservative yeah, in yeah. with cut flowers. It's just—it's a, a form of sugar. There's also usually a little bit of an um, antifungal agent in there, just to avoid algae and that sort of thing, which also will speed yeah, well, up I the Yeah, but what I got to kick out
8: of too, Charlie, was uh, the fact that he said when you're <laughs> going to put it in the stand. Cut it and yeah. put it in the stand within half an hour, so it doesn't start callousing over. that's right.
2: Yeah, because yeah. you it won't be able to um, absorb. Uh, yeah, imbibe the, the moisture mm-hmm. if it's got uh, if it's all dried out on the stump. Which is why we do the fresh cut. oh yeah, the... well I always
8: cut it, but sometimes yeah. you know it takes a couple hours before you get it in the house. And...
2: Well, then you just wait and you cut it just before you bring well, it. Well, no, no, but that was
8: the interesting <laughs> thing that yeah. he said. Yeah cut it and make sure you get it in yeah, right. water and in your stand within half an hour. That's right. Yeah, I usually just yeah.
2: have a pail of water outside so that when I do the cut, it sits in the pail of water in between get, setting up the stand, moving the furniture, <laughs> and doing all that before the tree comes in. It's in a pail of water.
8: Well, I've only had it. I've, I've only had live trees for about 45 years,
1: um, and that's the first I heard about the half hour deal, so okay. I learned something.
2: There you go. There you well, we, we can all keep learning. There's no question.
1: So you're not off your nut. So that's the main thing. Chris <laughs> it does make sense good tip yeah. Good
2: tip. ginger ale and half an hour from cut to water <laughs> there you go thanks a stand. lot
1: Chris yeah thank you Merry Christmas to you and yours in Dunville yes indeed and uh, Colleen, we're just about Mary m- I don't know if we've got Chris time for Mika. one more. No, we no we don't we don't we've don't. been told we don't okay. so, <laughs> uh,
2: but yes indeed so we've got um, things going on of course it's uh, Hanukkah Lutka's tomorrow I'm mm-hmm. off to enjoy a brunch with the family uh, Elliot's side of the family and then of course uh, we ca- we call it Chrismica at our place because we've got we've got the menorah going on and the Christmas tree wow you've got it all covered room. haven't you we do yeah. the kids were so cute when they were little because they always felt like they got twice as many twice as many events as anybody else right twice as many true g- good meals and you know yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, not that they got twice as many presents but they always felt special that they had that sort of two big events
1: well that's wonderful so happy Hanukkah and uh, yes. Merry Christmas to Absolutely. one and all well, but hey what a, you know we're going to be on the air next week. We are. Just before the big uh, the night big... when Santa arrives.
2: That's right. So, so hopefully people will be thinking about your gardening and be ready to call in next Saturday. Absolutely. There's no, no holidays for a us. A lot of fun calls this morning, too. Yeah, exactly. So And you're here uh, this afternoon? I
1: should be back between one uh, thirty and 3.30 with mm-hmm. all sorts of goodies, including a new Christmas song that... Oh. Uh, I, I just I, I just love it so darn cute. Zoe Adams and Tony Quarrington, fine guitar player, have written and recorded, oh. and I'm going to be doing that about three fifteen. Wow. this afternoon, and
2: it's a good song, isn't it's it? It's a dandy. It, oh, nice. Yeah. I cute, like terrific. I like good Christmas music. That's a, I always have Christmas music going when I'm decorating my tree. All righty. Well, thank you so much, Sebastian. Couldn't do it without you at all. You got the it, great though. callers. I know people are busy with decorating and shopping and wrapping and all that. So thank you. Nice to hear from people, and uh, and also next. next... Next week, let's talk a little bit about some of the good books I've read this uh,
0: Seen this year. All right.
2: Thanks, Frank. Thank
0: you, Charlie. All right. See you all again next week. This has been an exclusive podcast of The Garden Show with Charlie Dobbin. Heard every Saturday morning at 9 on Zoomer Radio, the new AM 740. This has been an exclusive podcast of The Garden Show with Charlie Dobbin. Heard every Saturday morning at 9 on Zoomer Radio, the new AM 740.